Over 200,000 of the homeless people in the United States of America are women and girls. The most needed and understocked item in homeless shelters, feminine hygiene products. Joy Road Media is proud to tell you about the Clean Love Project. The Clean Love Project's mission is to help women and young girls feel clean, loved, and empowered by distributing clean love kits to alleviate their hygiene needs. Go to thecleanloveproject.org to find out how you can help. The Clean Love Project focuses on the Metro Detroit area, but it also distributes kits worldwide. If you are a female in need of a clean love kit, go to thecleanloveproject.org and request one today. Joy Road Media is a proud supporter of The Clean Love Project at thecleanloveproject.org. You made us watch. Why'd you make us watch this? You made us watch something we didn't like. Next time we'll watch something we like. But we can't believe you made us watch. You made us us watch watch Behind Behind the the mask, Mask. The Rise of Leslie Vernon. I'll let you do that last part. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. This You're going to have to do a lot of the heavy lifting on this one. Okay. Because we watched this movie two months ago. We did. And we are so. now finally getting around to recording about it. At 11 o'clock at night. <laughs> yes. My memory is absolutely terrible. What? But I feel like enough of this movie stuck with me mm-hmm. that I should be able to speak about it semi-well. Yeah. Okay. You had... A little time to study (laughs) (laughs) while I was putting the baby to bed. It is a horror comedy Mm -hmm. mockumentary. Yes. That I think is very effective with the three things that it does. I think it's legitimately clever Mm -hmm. and funny. There's a lot of little nods and Easter eggs to a lot of different horror things. Mm -hmm. The Nightmare on Elm Street house shows up. Yes. And Kane Hodder, who plays Leatherface, Mm -hmm. or no, played uh, Jason, is at the Elm Street house, Mm -hmm. which I I think that's pretty cool. Yes. Robert Englund Mm -hmm. is in it. That's a nice little Easter egg. He's dressed exactly the same as Dr. Loomis from the Halloween movies. that's right. So there are tons of little nods to different horror movies. So it's definitely written with love. It is. It is written with love. There's a car that is identical to the one that Sam Raimi puts in a lot of his movies mm-hmm. that yeah. appears. It's about a news crew. Well, a documentary film. It's like film. a student. Yeah. It's, they're students. It's like a student. They're doing like a their thesis or they're basically doing like a, a documentary about a masked killer, a masked killer. And kind of the lore of the movie is that Jason and Freddy Krueger are all real. Like it's right. not a, they're not just movies. Like this sort of thing is real. So they're, they, they kind of go over the original, like the, you know, the story goes mm-hmm. where, you know, they kind of go over what happens to Leslie and then they meet up with Leslie, basically, <laughs> and he kind of shows them, okay, so I have my final girl. I'm going to do this and this. Like, these are her friends. I've been yeah, following them. Yeah, he goes them. through all the conventions of a yeah. horror movie, which is really well done. Mm-hmm. I was worried at first that this was going to be kind of like Creep, that Mark Duplass movie. Yeah. But it ended up being a lot more fun. Yeah. I mean, like, Creep was very good in its own way, mm-hmm. but- I liked that this did something different. Right. 
than that. Leslie Vernon is played by an actor named Nathan Basil, mm-hmm. which I feel kind of weird about this kind of stuff. He trained at Yale, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yale. Yale. No, he graduated from Juilliard, which he chose over Yale. So he is a very well-trained actor, mm-hmm. does a lot of theater. But as far as on-camera stuff goes, aside from this movie, he really didn't do anything beyond what I did. And I have no training as an actor. Like, he would show <laughs> up in an yeah. episode here or there of a television show. I, I guess he was on a regular on the show, Invasion. But aside from that and Well, it this, looks like, I'm looking at his IMDb, and it looks like he... Work, he's um, an editor for The Deadliest Catch. Right. He worked on Deadliest Catch for a little bit, but he's a post-production manager on a lot of reality shows yes, now. That yeah. is his main Yeah, like position. he's the he's the post-production coordinator for Storage Wars, Deadliest Catch, Jay Leno's Garage, App. Appalachian Outlaws. There's the great Christmas light fight. He's (laughs) so yeah, he does a lot of like those reality shows that are on like, I don't know, like the History Channel or what's Deadliest Catch on is like, I don't know. I don't know either. It makes me wonder if Hillary Robertson might know him. She might actually because she did like, um, she edits a lot of reality shows. Scared straight and yeah, I didn't see any crossover with stuff that I knew that she worked on. Yeah, but I mean, I guess I could just IMDb her and see what she does. True. She is award-winning. Yeah, I I just know that she's really good at what she does. So a Mm -hmm. lot of times they just kind of bring her on shows just to... Be like, you you know how to do this. You got this. Yep. The lead documentary filmmaker, we covered this during our Home Alone episode, Mm -hmm. is played by Angela Gothels, Mm -hmm. who is one of the sisters in Home Alone. Yes. Oh, there's also a cameo by Zelda Rubenstein from... Yes, she's the librarian. Yep. She's only in it for like a couple minutes. Yeah. And then (laughs) rounding out... Is this the last movie that Zelda Rubenstein did? I think it was. Oh, that's sad. Yep. This was the last movie that Zelda Rubenstein did. I guess this is sort of like an unofficial sequel to the 1970s movie Black Christmas, Mm -hmm. where Scott Wilson, who plays the older serial killer, he is from Walking Dead. He's supposed to be an older version of the killer from Black Christmas. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's interesting. That guy had a very interesting career. I was reading about his life a little bit. He just basically hitchhiked to California. Oh, Started acting. One of his first things was he's in In the Heat of the Night with Sidney Poitier. Wow. And- That's a big one. Yeah. And I guess he was just like a really cool dude. And he was a regular on Walking Dead and- until he died a couple years ago. Yeah. 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 I I just saw that. He was in The Last Samurai. He was in Monster. He was in Pearl Harbor. So a lot of like big movies. The Way of the Gun. He signed on for this because Robert Englund was already signed on. Mm-hmm. And Robert Englund and he were friends. And oh, that's cool. Bobby Englund was just like, hey, Scott, why don't you come on out to Oregon and do this movie with me? I guess that kind of thing happens a lot. Sometimes I listen to Mick Garris. Uh, he has a podcast. Mm-hmm. He directed the Shining remake. Yeah. He does a lot of Stephen King stuff, Mick Garris, but mm-hmm. he has a really interesting podcast. And it seems like a very tight-knit community, the horror community. Yeah, that seems to be the case. 
I found. I used to subscribe to Fangoria magazine. and um, I didn't know that. Yeah. Years ago. Me too. Ooh. Mm. Um, so it was always really fun to read the articles about like, oh, you know, me and my buddy decided to do this and I really liked him doing this movie and blah, blah, blah. So I always kind of got the feeling that like people who make horror movies who run into other people who make horror movies are very happy to work together. Yeah. I have found whenever I've gone to like horror movie conventions and stuff, Mm -hmm. the people involved in them are generally pretty darn cool. There, we went to, um, a, well, it was like a Halloween sort of horror convention in, um, Long Beach called Midsummer Scream. And, um, I mean, it was a lot of like decorations, um, like the, for haunted houses. Yep. Um, so it was a lot of like animatronics and like different lighting effects and techniques. So it was a lot of like stuff like that. But there was also like masks and costumes and then people who, you know, specialized in, you know, like design for, you know, whatever, however you want to set it up. Because I mean, if you think about it, sometimes setting up a haunted house is just like setting up a movie, you know, like with the lighting and the set deck decorations and all that. So I think it was pretty cool to be there and see everything that they had and how they kind of pulled it from different movies. And I just really had a great time. Even though I have basically retired from acting Mm -hmm. i would still love to get killed in a horror movie me too yeah i always wanted to be the first person murdered in a horror like just doing something dumb like vacuuming or like eating popcorn and i just get (laughs) fucking murdered so hard (laughs) it would be awesome I don't need to be in it that long. Like, if you could just cover me in blood, that'd be pretty cool. Yeah. I want a really brutal. (laughs) Yeah. Like, I would do it in a heartbeat. In a heartbeat. So, the twist in this movie is that Leslie Vernon, first of all, is not Leslie Vernon. No, it's actually just some guy who's kind of taken on that lore. Right. And he's scammed the documentary crew. Yes. Because they are... The victims for what he's about to plan. And yes, the main girl, uh, her character's name is Taylor, mm-hmm. is the actual final girl. Is the actual final girl. She's a virgin, even though she has a wedding band on. Yes. <laughs> it's a purity ring. <laughs> right. Listen, I knew people who had those. It was weird. In real life, she is married and was at the time of the filming of this. Oh, that's she funny. Just take off she just didn't take off. That's so funny. And I think it's really cool because he lays out this whole plan where he's like, this is the final girl and this is exactly how this is going to go down and you know you guys can watch if you want to but like he knows like of course they're going to step in at some point they can't just sit there and watch him kill all these kids right so the fact that he lays out this whole like plan a when really like plan b is what he's actually going to do because he knows that they're going to get involved and what's neat about that is he also basically tells them what plan b is too because taylor ends up doing absolutely 
everything Mm -hmm. that he has laid out and said, this is what the final girl is going to do. Yes. Yeah. He tells her, like, this is where, like, we're going to go. She has to run through here. Like, he tells her what the final girl is supposed to be doing, but she doesn't realize that the final girl is her. Right. Which is really, really fun. And it was it was a cool twist. I really liked it when, like, when you get to the point in the movie where the documentary crew is like, I don't know if we can sit here and listen to him kill these people. I was like, ooh, I bet she's the final girl. Mm-hmm. Like, as soon as that happened, I was like, oh, hell yes. <laughs> this is going to be great. I think the script is really well done. Mm-hmm. It's a little clunky in moments, but that could be because of the acting. Even though he is a classically trained theater actor, mm-hmm. there was just something about Nathan Basil's performance <laughs> that I was like, this guy's just kind of rubbing me the wrong way. He's, um, I think it's that, and I hate to put it this way, because he did a really good job, but he's like... Were you in high school and then you just had the kid who like just knew he was a good actor and yeah. it and it just like it it bled through into his performance and you were just like Ugh, oh my god like we get it you can do it but like so can everybody else here right yeah yeah he he just didn't have the that intangible it quality yeah i mean like he was really he did a really good job but i mean like when she killed him at the end i was like fucking yes like yeah you know what it is he almost has like a weird off-putting tom cruise energy yeah like Like, the way he kind of like sits cross-legged and mm -hmm. moves sometimes where it's just a little too like it's a weird like a little too much spring in a step yeah it's like an ego thing yeah where you're like Really? That's how you're gonna? You just think you're the best person in this room, huh? Yeah. Like, it's 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 subtle, and I don't think it really took anything away from the movie. But like, I know what you're saying, where you're kind of like, Ugh, gross. I just finished Shit's Creek, mm-hmm. and one of my favorite subtle jokes on it is the way that Bob enters every scene. <laughs> He's running, He's just kind of like <laughs> running in. And I feel like Nathan Basil kind of, he's not really running into every scene, but he definitely has an entrance every time he comes into a scene. Yeah. And and that entrance is unintentionally, or maybe it's intentional, I don't know. Yeah. Off-putting. It's, um... But, you know, I guess he is supposed to be kind of off-putting, but I don't... Yeah. My gut was saying that he wasn't intentionally being off yeah. this way. It's like he he enters each scene like he's a celebrity cameo. Right. Like he's supposed to be like, hey guys. And you're supposed to be like, ooh, look who that is. Like, but it's it's just some guy. I would have preferred to see someone like Walton Goggins from Justified. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because he can be, like, super creepy. But also kind of, because he's in that romantic comedy series, Unicorn. So he can also be charming charming and sweet. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think they had the budget for Walton Goggins. I don't think so either. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I mean, this was, you know, some, you know, pretty low budge, but done very well, I think. Yeah. I couldn't find the exact budget, but I know that... (laughs) It only made under $70,000. Oh, really? Worldwide. I mean, that's that's pretty decent. Apparently, the writer-director, Scott Glosserman, is working on a sequel. Oh, interesting. Although he has been for years, and then at one point in time, he said that 
his idea had gotten to be a little dated mm-hmm. because of the landscape of current horror movies. So mm-hmm. I don't know if it's still happening. It yeah. is listed on IMDb as uh, before the mask. Mm-hmm. So should be interesting. Yeah. I think he did a pretty good job with this. Yeah. Yeah. I can also see him not being certain about doing a sequel because like you said, of the the way horror movies are now, they are I mean, like get out won an Oscar, you know? Yeah. It's they're not just splatter flicks anymore. They're not just the same trope over and over again. They're smart and Which this is I mean it this is part of its time. It is I'm, I will say that this is very smart because it is the twist is great. And there is typically, you know, some kind of a twist in most horror movies. But, um, you know, this one, I think, did it very smartly. Like, Yeah. I mean, this predates Cabin in the Woods by five years. Yes. And it does the same thing where it takes all the conventions mm-hmm. of a horror movie and breaks them down. I mean, granted, Scream did the same thing. Yes, but Cabin in the Woods did it in a, like, well, we do it because of this. Like, these exist for this reason. Yeah. You know, we need to have all these things exist. This is why. And for him, it's like, well, all of these things exist because people are this way. Yep. People are just like this, you know, people. But you have to trick them still. Like, yeah. I thought that was clever that he's like, yeah, like, I've picked out my final my final girl but you're not gonna know who that is until you realize it's you even though you think you know who it is so i liked that that kind of clever but even beyond picking the final girl when he's kind of laying out it has to be the right group of friends like you Mm -hmm. need the slacker stoners you need the popular jock you need the slutty yeah you you need all of these tropes and you know he does kill all of them Mm -hmm. you know he does do that but then you involve the film crew and you know then it's something completely different yeah i don't know if they do end up making a sequel i'm totally on board for watching the sequel i i would be on board for watching the sequel and i don't think that i mean as much as i'm like yeah like horror has changed a lot in the years since this was made i still think that movies that are like that work Mm-hmm. You know, I don't think that you necessarily have to count them out because they're not like The Conjuring or, you know, Cabin in the Woods or Get Out. Like, they don't all have to be exactly the same. You can still yeah. have like this type of horror movie and this type of horror movie, you know? I do like this era of the self-aware horror comedies. like Oh, like, like uh, Happy Death Day. Happy Death example. Day or like, is it Dale and Tucker versus Evil? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like Happy Death Day was so good and so funny. <laughs> and I love the sequel, even though I wouldn't say the sequel is a horror movie at all. Um, no, sequel's not really a horror movie. It's more of a thriller comedy sci-fi sci-fi kind of thing it was good though like i really liked it yeah, i hope that they do a third one because i my understanding is that was supposed to be a trilogy i hope they do because it's really fun yeah so this was recommended to us by paul duggan mm-hmm. dougie from australia dougie, hi i don't know why i always have to say dougie from australia i don't know so you can say i have friends in australia i have a friend in australia i have a friend in australia i do He's heard me do bad accents, and he's still friends with me. You know what? That's actually really nice of him, because <laughs> you do really bad accents. Oh, God, yes. Mm-hmm. 
I just got done editing <laughs> uh, an episode of my Voyagers podcast today where I'm trying to do a French no. accent. And <laughs> Did you even get it right once? It Well... Was there like a wee-wee? <laughs> it also ends up being Eastern European. It turns into Eugene Hutz from Gogol Berdello. Yep. And it gets Spanish at one point in time, Jesus too. Jesus Christ. I don't... Like, I don't know how you do it, but you do it the best. <laughs> like, you're the best at being bad. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. You're welcome. Yeah. Because, I mean, you go places where I'm like, how did how did you get there? How did you get there? But you do it. This was a surprising one for me to have Dougie recommend because he and I are both, you know, we met 23 years ago in a Star mm -hmm. Wars news group. Mm -hmm. And I always kind of think of him as my sci-fi buddy who mm -hmm. also likes a lot of the same genre movies like that from the 70s and 80s mm -hmm. and whatnot. So to have him recommend a horror movie kind of caught me by surprise. But I... I have to say, I, I'm very happy with this choice. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like it a lot. Yeah. Yeah, it was good. I really recommend people go see it because it's super fun and smart. And aside from the lead, <laughs> you know, everybody's really likable and fun. Yeah, the day that we watched it was a real good day. <laughs> I don't want to talk to you anymore. <laughs> I'm upset with you. How dare you? Like, I'm mad. I'm for real mad at you. Because <laughs> you couldn't wait to do it. Like, I could see it on your face. Like, what you even, like, motioned with your hand a little bit where you were like, good day. <laughs> I'm fun. Like, you leaned into it to just, like, oh, a, yeah. add a little extra. You're outrageous. You're lucky. Luckiest one. This was fun. We're mm -hmm. back on track probably until uh, I, I can't think of any holiday where <laughs> there are movies for that genre until we get back to Halloween again. So. Yeah. We should be back on track for our regular... The only thing I can think of is Valentine's Day, but I don't think there's... I don't give a shit about Valentine's Day. I got your fucking record with romantic comedies. Listen, I can't help it, all right? I, uh... Excuse you. I picked out Crazy Rich Asians. You did, but you also picked out Sweetest Thing. Okay, and I also picked out Always Be My Maybe, which we didn't do for this podcast, but we did watch. Yeah. But which is so good. The sweetest thing, man. You know what? You can't just say that there's... It can't just be that there's one movie. That was 10 movies worth of no. bad movie. No. Oh, God, yes. I'm mad at you. I will be back on We Are Movies in February, and we're either going to be talking about rom-coms or bromance movies. I'm not sure which. I think Johnny's putting it up for a vote. And because of movies that you and I have watched together, I feel like I have some really good picks for We Are Movies. Oh, good. Yeah. Good stuff. Sweetest Thing is not one of them, though. Listen, I know some actually really good rom-coms. I'm glad that we've gotten to do a You Made Us Watch Again. Yeah. And we will 
continue the rotation of how we've been doing this, where mm-hmm. every fifth episode is a You Made Us Watch, mm-hmm. please join the Facebook group. Yes. And let us know what movie we should watch next. Yes, please do. Because I would really, we're always looking for something that. Yeah, we've had some great We've had some really good ones. I feel bad because we recorded seasonal episodes out of order. And at the time, I think we said that we didn't have anything that we liked. But that is not true anymore. We really enjoyed Lake Mungo. We really enjoyed this. We really enjoyed Cook Off. Yeah. We found some really good ones. I mean, like even the ones where I was like, "Mm, I'm not a huge fan. I'm even happy that we watched the baby just to say that we did. Yeah. I mean, I'm not I'm not upset about anything that we watched. I mean, I was upset about Waterworld, but Johnny, though, I'm happy about Waterworld because now I have a running bit with (laughs) Johnny and Louie. That's true. And we can make fun of Louie for being barefoot. And now I've seen Waterworld, so I understand the stunt show a little bit better. Yeah, I guess that's true. I mean, I was, I will forever be a big fan of the stunt show and not a fan of the movie, but. (laughs) Please, please, please join the Facebook group and recommend something that we should watch. I have saved on my phone a bunch of recommendations on that, too. So if you've already recommended something, you know, we didn't necessarily disregard it. We just haven't gotten to it yet. Yeah. But if you have more, please suggest a way because we watch – sometimes we end up watching them based on how free they are. (laughs) And sometimes you're just in the mood for one thing over another. like Yeah, like a comedy or a scary movie or – Well, as always, Allison, I love and appreciate you very much. I love and appreciate you very much. All right. Until next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.